Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And it's all about how you wake up. And I'm telling you today, wake up mad. When I tell you I am today, oh, this, well, not this second, because, you know, I meditate and, and, and try to get to, I don't want to say it just yet. Okay. I am today old. Let's just go with that. Today old. Just hours old and realizing that mad means wake up, motivated, and determined. How many of you are mad that somebody's mad and, and mad at something? I woke up at, I will tell you, each and every day I wake up, I think we get mad about something. Some people can't wait to wake up because did you go to bed like you needed to make a phone call? You needed to call customer service on this, that, and the other, or troubleshoot this or troubleshoot that, or you got to get this done and you couldn't do it until today. And you wake up, you jump out of that bed and you know it's the first thing you've got to do. You're motivated, right? Or that person who's upset, angry, those are other characteristics. Those are the, the other extremes. But something that displeases you, you get motivated to figure out why. Well, we don't get motivated to figure out why we're displeased. But you get motivated to do something about it. So I now know going forward that when I'm mad or somebody else is mad, I'm going to look into it a little bit deeper and see what what it, what it is that they are so motivated and determined about. And I'm going to say to them, because when you give a person an understanding, when you let people know that you understand them, when you have that kind of compassion to say, I am willing to listen to see what in the world is going on with you, I'm going to look to see what they're so motivated about, what's got them so determined, and that's going to make them mad. I remember over the years, and I, I, of course, you know me, I wrote about this because I write about everything because I'm that person. People, when people say, man, I wish a book of answers would fall out of the sky. I'm that one up in the tallest tower I could find dropping those books. Like, let me write this down. Oh, guys, I figured this out. Now I can't drop it like that. I got to drop the podcast. I have to drop it in a podcast. And then somebody's coming along later or some bot, some technology is coming along later. If I enunciate properly and start with my what I call fine, well, what was I was, was told was <laughs> they said final consonant deletion, but I have listened to some of my podcasts. Man, I get into a thought and I'm deleting a whole bunch in a word. But anyway, still got the power and the powers in the podcast. So I am going to, I'm going to, I am going to be that person. I am going to be that person that, like, wait, you mean this means this? I am the one that's going to tell you that. Uh, so let me stop for a second and tell you, uh, you're listening to, if you heard, if you saw this on my timeline, your timeline, a friend's timeline, um, it was suggested by any of this, because any of these uh, technologies, because you might favor something. Um, anyway, my name is Yolanda. Most people know me as at Dryer Buzz. They know me as at Dryer Buzz because I have blogged for 17 years as a dryer buzz facebook came along and said you can't be a brand you need to put your name on it put my name on it it was like oh that's you <laughs> yes it's me still the reputation is what it is each and every day i help you get your story out that's what i do i help you get your story out and if you are afraid to tell your story I will tell it without you. I will make sure that you are immortalized in the greatness that you are and the wonderful things that you are doing. I am the one who's watching. When they say, man, you never know who's watching, it's me. I'm watching. I am motivated and determined to find out who you are and what you're doing and what are some of the great things that you want to leave or impart 
in our world for the time that we are here. And for 17 years, I have done that, exactly that, as dryer buzz. And then you can add on, if you want, another whole decade or so prior to that as other brands. You know, when I was trying to find, I was trying to find my niche when I realized, you girl, you can't afford to print a big old glossy magazine. You need to take this thing digital. I know everybody's going to think you're crazy because you're going to do something people have never seen before. So they're going to persecute you in your as motivated and determined as you are to connect the diaspora, to help save the world, to empower women, um, to get people to support their communities locally, to not bankrupt their communities, all those missions and passions and all those different things. And today, going forward towards 2020, which will mark um, 20 years of having the idea to go digital, 17, 18 years in March, it'll be 18 years of um, dryerbuzz.com. Um, so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm always excited. Yeah, I wake up like this. I wake up like this. And, and the reason I wake up like this is because I realize that waking up with a task of going live um, keeps me from being alone in my thoughts because I don't mind being alone in my, in my physical. I love it. As a matter of fact, well, now I have this dog. And then I got a daughter around the corner that called her Patty Betty. Um, and the rest, I, uh, she's not the only one. She's the only one that allows me to continuously mention her <laughs> on social media. Um, and so if I don't wake up and podcast, um, there's this thing called depression and anxiety. It creeps in. But when I am determined, when I am motivated, when I wake up mad, motivated and determined about something, I push this button, I go live and I have a conversation. Today, I have another device in my hand, y'all. I actually plugged another device in and I'm going to look in on some of this conversation. Your feedback. Now, your feedback is always welcome and I always encourage you to remind me what the heck I was just saying if I get off track. Uh, and I'm, so I want to look in on the conversation over here on Twitter or Periscope, Twitter or Periscope, because we are live on a couple of platforms, more than a couple right now. And I want to tell you about my day last night. I want to tell you about some things that's going on. But I want to tell you, I'm today, I'm this, today, how do they say it? I'm two day old, I'm this day old, realizing that being mad just simply means motivated and determined. Write that down. Where's the journal? This is a journaling podcast. It's the first thing, first thoughts of the morning. We open our journal. If you want to follow along with the journal, some people keep a calendar. Some people take copious notes. I, I love saying copious notes. I think at some time I might have had a teacher or a professor or somebody that said, you must take copious notes. There are people that say stuff and it echoes in my head forever because while I know they're right, it makes me mad and I have to wait until I get motivated and determined. Every day, especially in social media, there's somebody saying, man, people ought to be mad at this. Feminists ought to be mad at that. Black people ought to be mad at that. White people need to stop being mad at everything, motivated and determined on disrupting everybody's lives. They ought to learn how to live and let people live. I know. I just upset. I made you mad. Get motivated. Get motivated and determined. But that's what it is. I only speak what's obvious. One of the things I do is I state the obvious. I was able to have a a lustrous blogging career because there's so many people who are afraid 
uh, not mad enough about stating the obvious. Like, I'm just simply here to state the obvious. I'm going to do that for about 30 to 45 minutes, just seven minutes into this. If you look, you are in a live environment with me right now, you'll see on your screen, it says, go now to dryerbus.com and follow. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because if you want another one of these or some more of these, uh, motivated and determined mad podcast. I should call it that. The mad. Oh, write that down. Let me write that down. I'm going to go get the mad podcast. <laughs> Cause that's what I do. I am right now. I'm a podcast producer. And so I am producing podcasts as well as for myself and others, particularly, uh, some businesses and so forth, but mad motivated, motivated. Determined. I have, I have to stop talking. We can have dead air on podcasts. Can't have dead air in radio. Motivated, determined. Think about it. Who's mad? Who do you know right now that's just mad? Um, can you? They're gonna always be mad. But now here you are in their audience, and realizing that that they're just simply motivated, right? Here you are, ready to find out what's why are they so motivated on just that particular issue? The Zoe is coming in. See, I'm watching the conversation, so I get to greet you guys as you come in. Um, Right now, there's a lot of conversation about the NFL. People want the NFL to be mad about a few things over the years. I have noticed, and I have not been a diehard. Uh, I'm a sports talk, I'm a sports talk fan, and they talk a whole lot about football. And I realize of all the sports that it, that it's talked about, football is the one that I get mad about the most, meaning motivated and determined to listen. I hate when they start talking about college ball. I don't understand. Somebody explain college football to me. I know everybody in the NFL for the most part come through college and, and so forth, but I just don't like it. I don't. I don't like the conversation of it. It's too many of them for one. Okay. Hold on. I have a dump button. So with my early morning cough, sneeze, sniffle, all that kind of stuff. Y'all don't have to listen to that anymore. You have to do, you do have to catch that dead silence because I, I haven't found my uh, thing. I, let me see. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to put it over there. So I need my commercial break, the stinger or whatever, something to play when I have to do that. All right. So maybe I should, maybe I should get like a real, like one of those crazy cough sound effects. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like crazy? Like, like maybe a sneezing sound effect. So not so that you don't necessarily have to listen to me, but something real funny and real cute. I used to have, when I did radio, I used to have the scream. Remember the yoga um, there was a yoga meme that went around where the lady was like, everybody exhale, and the in the in the Grinch looking thing like totally screamed. I used to play that on uh, on my radio show, and I probably should play that because especially on a Mad podcast, how to get out of bed is now a Mad podcast. Every day we are going to be motivated, motivated, and determined. I want to see Wendy Williams is about to be on uh, the View. She looks nice. I want to catch it. I'm gonna, I, I can catch that. At any time. I don't have to interrupt the podcast. I, I don't have to allow them to interrupt my broadcast. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and turn TV off so I don't get distracted. Okay. So this is a journaling moment. And we talk about what makes us, uh, we're going to talk about what makes us mad. Yesterday, I had a chance. Forgot to put my D&D on. Somebody's calling. Hold on. D&D. Okay. There we go. We're back. All right. So um, Facebook is in Atlanta right now. And they are in Atlanta because next week they're putting on their most awesome event, which is the Facebook Boost event, right? And it's, it, and I'm just going to tell you it's awesome because it brings out 
people, other people who are mad in your community, people who are motivated and determined to either grow their business, community service, uh, become personal brands. Uh, and there are a lot of familiar faces, especially if you, if you have the same, they're the same things that you're mad about. You want to learn how to do this. And I know there are a lot of people that just don't like Facebook. A lot of us don't like Facebook and a lot of us don't trust Mark Zuckerberg and he should not be trusted. And you particularly should not like Facebook. But however, if you are trying to do something on the local level, on the local scene, um, it is, it is the best platform for it. Unless you are out there trying to grow your own platform. And even then you particularly need to get up in a room with Facebook because you need to know how Mark Zuckerberg went to the tech junkyard and picked up and gathered up all this technology that others who really wanted to change the world, uh, invented were innovative with and had to abandon because y'all are out here. Y'all are not mad enough. Right. So we're going to jump platforms over here. So, um, I'm, I'm trying to look in on all the platforms. You want to follow me? I'm headed over to the YouTube stream. We're also live right now on YouTube. So when you go to these events, um, if you are out there right now trying to, um, curate content, um, grow a following or get people into a safe space, being online. And, and like right now I am tell, talking about, I'm live in all these different places right now with how to get out of bed simply because I'm trying to figure out of these platforms, which one is the one where I could invite you and we could really talk about anxiety or we could really talk about depression. We could really talk about how to get you motivated, how to keep you determined how to keep you um, determined. Let me get on here. I'm going to get on here. I'm going to share. Let me do this one. Right. Which one of these spaces are, is going to be safer? Now, Facebook used to say, oh, we'll go over in the groups, get a private group. But then Facebook came out two years ago and said, oh, we're about to data mine the hell out of those groups. Right. We're going to monitor everything you say. We're going to watch everything you can do. We're going to track you from one spot to the other with all this facial recognition camera that everybody has placed in their doorbells that everybody has placed in the mall all up and down the highways. Uh, y'all out there trying to run for, from it. You better get like what, what's the group called anonymous. You better put on a mask. That's the reason people out here wearing these masks because I mean, think about it right there. I'm in my own room, but I don't know how many cameras up in the television, but just based on the devices that I have invited in and granted permission to, there's something listening. There's probably about four devices right now. Listen to me. Even though I'm broadcasting and speaking outwardly, loudly, there are other devices that are surveilling me simply because I have granted them permission because privacy is no longer a thing based on the deal you want. You want to be able to talk to a device and have it order you this or fetch you this or, or remind you of this, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, Hey, not nah, okay. Oh, dang. I was about to wake it all. I was about to wake it all up. Never look, never utter the word. Hey, <laughs> I was telling somebody something the other day and I went, Hey, and everything woke up. It was like, how can I help you? What do you need? What do you want? How do you feel? I'm like, hold on. Let me tell you, go out there. One thing you want to do is you want to change the generic wake up method. Okay. Uh, for those of y'all listening with me over here on YouTube, let me get, I was going to share it out. The one thing you want to do is you want to change the generic wake up message on everything and, uh, and have it respond because it, I'm telling you, 
I'm walking around. I'm like, I'm trying to say hey to somebody. And the thing is like asking me, Gee, are you feeling anxiety? Listen. <laughs> and then you ever notice like Alexa, like, dang it. I can't. <laughs> I don't want to wake her up either. But you ever notice you ask her something and she'll repeat it so loud. I'm like, girl, I just like, I just said, turn to this chair. And I said it quietly because I wasn't trying to disturb anybody. And she goes all through the house. Okay, you want to what? Girl, just put my show on. Just I like I just want to hear a little bit of Lizzo. You ain't got to let the la- the neighbors know I'm trying to blast my Lizzo because what that means, they're going to try to complain. Like, dang, there she go, blasting that Lizzo over there. We already know that's exactly how you feel. <laughs> my neighbors think, okay, y'all, I shared the YouTube. Let me jump over here and check out my folks over here on the Facebook page where we dogging out Facebook, right? I'm like, they already know that's exactly how I feel. We already know that's exactly how you feel. We already know you feel good as hell. <laughs> and then I open up my Facebook. Oh, honey, let me tell you. Let me share this out. I open up my Facebook. And it is a memory. Apparently, let's see, apparently some five, five years ago. Dang, it's been five years ago. Apparently, some five years ago, I went to the amazing Oprah event. Let me open that up. Oprah had this event. Let me share all this, honey. Uh, thanks, uh, non-trusting behind Zuckerberg. But apparently, five years ago, uh, Oprah was in Atlanta. And, I was, and Oprah's coming back to Atlanta. Uh, let me just tell you, what? Oh, that was last year. Okay, wait. This I'm I'm sorry, another memory. Um and not, not that I'm credentialed yet, but shout out to uh Weight Watchers and Oprah. They Weight Watchers is sending Oprah on tour. Um and one of the stops, of course, is Atlanta and of course in some of the other uh, major cities. It looked like I also dropped my Super Bowl uh challenge as well, as we, you know, something we do with I was talking about football season. I'm looking at the memory. Look, go look at your memories. If you are, if you didn't wake up mad enough, motivated and determined enough, go check out your memories. I look at my memories and I'm going like, oh, okay, some of these. Now, one of these I want to skip over because it is um, the two week, two two year anniversary of my mother's transition. So I know those, and thank God, um, Facebook skipped over all of that, and I know that day is coming because I have I have it set for. I have that day set for a girl. You need to have your ish together. Um, you got two years. My mother, my mother used to always say, you got two years, right? Anytime I, I, want, I had a new dream or a new passion, like I want, I, y'all don't know, but I, 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 want, I really wanted to be the first black uh, ice skater. So my mother's like, you got two years. <laughs> I love my mother, honey. She was always, you got two years. I, I really wanted to be, I, I promise you, I wanted to be the first. I used to love the Olympics. I used to love ice skating. And you know that was a very white sport, as much of them were, right? And a lot of them were very white sports because very white people uh, sponsor very white sports. Black people don't sponsor a whole lot of stuff, right? So, therefore, and I'm sorry I state the obvious. But anyway, so my mother uh, went out and bought me the best pair of skates. And I literally skated every day for like two years. And it's like, baby girl, you know, you good? <laughs> but mom and dad was like, because you know, if I wanted something, mama was going to have to go to daddy. 
And daddy was going to have to be thoroughly convinced, right? You know, he's like, he, daddy was one of those guys, look, I dropped that child support off every Friday, you know, uh, and, I, and I'm going to kick in a little of this, and I'm going to kick in a little on that, right? That was daddy, right? And so he was like, is this, he, daddy was always, is this the best thing? Is this the best time you really want to do this? You know, he was going to talk. He, you can tell he was talking you in or talking you out still to this day. I, I, let me tell y'all, daddy is still on speed dial. For those of y'all trying to figure out how to navigate that relationship after divorce, get out of the way, basically. And daddy's still that way. Dad, mother has left me in the care of daddy. And uh, daddy said, like the other day I posted on Facebook, did my daddy say uh, he had some corned beef for me? He's like, yeah, I do have some corned beef. I wanted a corned beef and pastrami. Now, as a black woman, okay, you already know corned beef and pastrami ain't part of the culture, right? And let me tell you, as a black woman of a certain age, when you eat corned beef and pastrami, you're going to carry it around a while. Because, you know, the digestion ain't what it used to be. I'm just saying. You, got, you eat corned beef and pastrami, you got to spend the next couple of days, you got to go on a two-day detox, and you got to go out there and buy the best probiotic ever. We're talking, we're talking billions. The probiotic with, what do they call it, billions of whatever it is, in there in order to enjoy, enjoy corned beef and pastrami. Like Arby's over there talking about, we got the meats. Black women can't eat meat like that. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know about, I, I, see, I see the other women in society and it look like y'all don't eat. You already know black women walking around here carrying a little bit more than y'all. Of course, we always have. And y'all running off to the, the uh, plastic surgeon getting it. But see, they just getting it injected. We are consuming it. So I'm planning I'm going to wait till the weekend when I can take, because when you take the two-day detox, the TMI, you don't need to be out trying to socialize, you know. And I really want some pastrami. I want, like, and we got these New York places rolling up in Atlanta. Atlanta, okay, for those of y'all outside the perimeter, outside the world. Atlanta, Georgia, we got all of these, you know, all these transplants here. So the, the foods that they love are coming here, like, I think at some point, Petty Betty and I wait for the line to get shorter over down there at Dave's. Shout out to Dave's uh, cheesesteak, right? But I know as a black woman of a certain age, I can't do nothing but taste the cheesesteak. And let me tell y'all, they, they, these food bloggers, now you know I'm a food blogger. I post food, but I eat all of that. I, I have a ki whole kitchen cooking show. I Well, I don't eat all of that. In fact, half of that, I got to go clean the fridge out now. But anyway, so uh, I was going to share the Oprah content. And Facebook is like, no, we're not bringing all that up. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, that's a cute photo. And then and then guess what I did after I went to this? Oh, look at that. I went over to Daddy. There, there's Dad right there. Let me share this, honey. He's looking like <laughs> I'm taking this selfie with Dad. But y'all need to know that I totally interrupted Dad when I got to his house after the Oprah event. Because Dad is a DJ. Dad, to this day, he's been a DJ all my life. And, you know, of course, while raising, while having the accountability and responsibility of having a, having a daughter, a very ambitious daughter, dad had to work a lot of jobs. And so when I started my family and stopped uh, asking dad for money, well, I still ask dad for money. But when he stopped having to be fiscally responsible for all these ambitions that I was going after, dad retired from that one maybe two, maybe three jobs, right? One of them, he just, he just like, I'm out. He, he, he was like, oh, you're not going back to school? I'm like, no, I'm done, Dad. I can't. He's like, you ain't, gotta, you ain't gotta say it twice. I ain't gotta pay no more tuition. He wouldn't quit one of his jobs. 
He told them people, look, deuces, I'm out, retire me. And then he went, he didn't, he went and worked another job. And he actually he went and bought a, he took his retirement and went and bought a restaurant. And then he was like, okay, wait, uh, he deuces, he finished that one. And then he went and got this other job, which he also retired from that one as well. And, uh, oh, that's a video. Wait, what is going on here? Why did it say video? It said watch. Oh, that's a, oh, it's a video. Dad gonna love that. Let me share that. I, so after I went to this Oprah event, I went by Dad's, and I'm trying to take the selfie with him. He got this look like, okay, I'm going to pose right quick. But it, Dad was mixing. He was creating a mixtape. <laughs> He's from that era. He was, create, he was creating a mixtape but on CD. And I, I had basically given him these tools. Well, Dad, hey, listen, here's, how, here's a new way to create mixtapes. And this looked like, let me share this because he's going to love that. This looks like it was, of course, five years ago. Um, so he was he was moving from um, old school wax and all this stuff to doing it online and creating these tapes. And he realized, whoa, I can sell more, 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 more. And he was getting more gigs. And now that is still, to this day, uh, one of the most booked DJs that I know, best line dancer DJ, sock hop, and all that kind of stuff of his era. His generation, man, they love music. And if y'all ever want to see people enjoying life, I wish I could have, I wish I could get mad enough, motivated and determined as that generation. I love my boomers. Now, there's some, we all got some issues from the boomer generation. But y'all, when they talk about make America great again, um, and even though, and even though Trump can never point to that, their, their generation is one of the reasons we enjoy a lot in this world that we do. And I don't mean just, I mean, boomers, y'all did that. And I know my generation came along, what are y'all doing? You know, why? Why do we have to do it this way? Let me tell you, forever in our society, we will always uh, liken back to a time. And if you're trying to figure out when America was great, um, that, that boomer generation. And I know they were at odds. Many of them were at odds, but most of the liberties that we enjoy today uh, come from that generation because they're, the generation, their parenting came out of a generation that was silent about everything, which is why their generation was loud about everything. Oh, no, we got to have justice because the generation before them was like, oh, that's just the way it is. No, it changes. And every generation uh, comes along and requires some things to change which is why they have to be identified. Right now, if you wonder what generation, I know everybody keeps saying the millennials, the Gen X, Ys, and all Zs, and all that. Um, there's one now that's been identified as Generation C, or Generation Connected, meaning that we're all connected, meaning that you're going to have to learn to live and let live. You cannot impose or disenfranchise or try to marginalize Anybody else, there is enough, well, I don't know if there's enough, but it seemingly there's enough of everything out here for everybody to be able to partake. You don't have to take it all, let, every, let everybody have something. And, and even some of the billionaires are over there giving away half because they, they make it right back because they, they only, they're the only ones that have the mindset of doing, they're the only ones motivated and determined enough to go make back. Rest of us, all of us, we all spend, right? But the millionaires and the billionaires, not even the millionaires because they spend too, but the billionaires, they're the only ones with the idea, I need to reimburse everything I spend. You know, F-R-E-E, fully reimburse 
every expense. Like they go buy something, I need to go buy a yacht, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make that back, right? They're the only ones, and they're the ones who are unbothered, which is what I'm trying to be. So I adopted some of that into my life, trying to get over here to this platform. I was going down the memories I wanted to share. A memory. Let me go over here on the driver's page. I'm trying to monitor some of these conversations today. You know, you can always tweet me if I say something and not finish a comment. You can always tweet me, drivers, wait, what were you going to say at this, that, and the other? At 27 into this, we go to about 30, 30 to 45, and then I'll get hopefully get tired or get to the message. Motivated and determined, I'm just telling you today, wake up mad about something. Have you ever seen a couple? I have. <laughs> have you ever seen a couple? And I sound like the guy that out in, out in America. Uh, I, I've, have you ever seen a couple where one person really wants some attention about something? And they're trying to have a discussion. Write that down. Discussion. And they're trying to discuss something. And they're trying to discuss it in public or in the company of others. And the other person's like, nope, they don't want to talk here because they don't do that whole public thing. Or they don't like the drama thing. You can, be, you can not be in public. They're just not gonna, they're not going to meet you where you are. There it is right there. Meet you. They're not going to meet you where you are. When we are mad, we want people to meet us. Meet me right here as angry as I am. And what happens when, when the motivated and determined does not work, that's when you get angry. That's when you get, that's when you get bitter. That's when there can be, once you get to that state, it's hard to get some resolve because you are beyond being just motivated and determined. Now you are feeling uh, disrespected, right? Write that down. And we've been, we've been putting this word malice. We've been malice, intent, malice and intent, right? Because what happens with, it's good to be motivated and determined because you want to act. You're going to act. But when you feel dis, dismissed, disrespected, uh, that somebody else was not willing to discuss it, then you feel like, then you start feeling like a little bit of malice and a little, with a little bit, and we don't know what your intent is after that. Have you ever been in a meeting and the person, they've been trying to bring this up forever, and then here come a person that says exactly the same thing, and then that person shuts down? Because you done stole, you done stole everything. Everybody in the room, like, didn't want to value it when they were saying it, because they said it, but then here come the person that everybody thinks has a solution, should have a solution, or you just like that person. You don't know that person, you know, the person, you know. I mean, there are a lot of people like that. There are a lot of innovators, people who innovated stuff. Like right now, people say, oh, man, we need to do this. We need to do that. Like, you know, I, I, the bitterness comes out of me when I go into a room, people want to talk about technology, but then they only want to talk about those that became billionaires off of it or those that are popular with it and don't want to talk about some of the innovators who are out there right now. People think that they are insane because they brought forth this technology and had to abandon it. That breaks, heartbreak, it's heartbreaking right there. Write that down. We're all walking around here trying to avoid heartbreak. That's what we're doing. That's why people walk on eggshells. That's why people are cautious with their words. I'm not. That's why people are trying to be, they try to be sensitive, right? We try to be sensitive. And you ever notice that when people talk about somebody, in fact, I, did a post and I said, people use this, the laughing emoji because most people get sensitive about things that are said. That's not how I said it. You have to follow me to get it raw. That's, that's the uncut version of it, right? And it just means I mean what I say. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm put this laughing emoji on there, but I'm, I'm real about what I'm saying right here, but I just don't want you to get sensitive. I don't care about your feel. I don't care how you feel because some of the stuff I say should make you angry, beyond mad, but 
I ain't got time to deal with your feelings. And that's a hard thing to say to somebody because everybody wants you to meet them within their feelings. And not all of us have that in our DNA to be sensitive about how you feel. My parents are both Aquarius. I know everybody just went like, you poor baby. I know. I'm just saying, I ain't grow up with a whole bunch of sensitivity. Aquarius aren't the most, and the thing about it is they are the most, they are the most, they, they're the most determined people. You want something, oh, we about to get that. And we ain't worried about nobody's feelings. <laughs> and then, look, let me tell you, two Aquarius came together and made a Scorpio. Y'all, we don't, the three of us, my mommy, my daddy, and me, we don't hurt a whole bunch of feelings along the way. <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. God rest my mama's soul. She's somewhere right now hurt somebody's feelings. What you mean, your feelings? I can hear my mother saying that right now. But mommy, what do you mean you, f- no. Here's what has to be done, right? And then, because all the time, let me tell you, daddy, daddy, mommy used to like, go, go, ask your daddy. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm telling you, y'all, I spent 50 years here at Ask Your Daddy, and it was always, nope. My children to this day already know. No, because I, that's another Aquarius. I've already had to explain it to you. I am not going to explain it twice. And I know if you said no, and my mommy was, mommy was not a no person. It was a, oh, well, let's figure out how to get this done. Daddy wasn't, no, uh-uh, no. That doesn't even, that's not even, that doesn't even sound logical, Right? I'm telling you, I wanted to be the first black ice skater. But you know what? Thank you, mommy and daddy, because the first black ice skater out there, she's not all mentally, bless her heart and soul. Oh, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got the right person. Was she on Iyanla? Somebody, one of them was on Iyanla, one of the black uh, Olympias, female Olympians. Somebody looked at, oh, hell, I got to, I'll look it up later. I got to look it up because I remember she was, because, and let me tell you, at my, a woman of my age, while I didn't pioneer ice skating, I did pioneer a number of other things, which means that in the South, having those kind of ambitions and living in the South, in a, in a red state, uh, in a blue city, in a red state with red clay, dealing, living amongst people who y'all already, if you have ever studied history, you know what they, you know what the founding fathers put, sent to Georgia. Okay. That's why Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Texas is the way it is. That's why there is a line between the north and the south because of what, when they was founding, when they were stealing, borrowing, rediscovering America, there was a, a denigrated gene that was sent south, right? And so, therefore, that's why the rest of the world looks at the southern folk like, hmm, special. they kind of special. Anyway, so I forgot where I was going. But anyway... Therefore, I forgot what I was going to say. Somebody remind me, tweet me, remind me what I was going to say. I'll finish that story. But anyway, so very determined, very determined without, without feelings. Oh, I was, I pioneered a number of things, which means that being a black woman of my age, now nobody, I, and I'm, I apologize to all the women who are still, because I remember meeting a woman recently saying that she's still experiencing some of these and, and, and wanted some of my wisdom. And I'm sad to say that it does happen because these things do cycle back around. I mean, look who's look who's president. He's turned to you know they they work to turn the clock back. That sucker ticking back was so bad, like a time bomb. But anyway, um, I was oftentimes the first black face in a lot of places and spaces, which meant I, I I had to exist around a lot of people 
who were not comfortable with themselves because I was always full of confidence. And everywhere I went, change happened. So, but I oftentimes had to go into places and spaces um, because my two Aquarius parents knew, oh, you, you deserve to be there. We're going to get you there. You're going to do this and that. It just wasn't no, coming home saying I wasn't going to do something. Just wasn't, it just wasn't feasible. Well, actually, you know, I did. But I always had, if I wasn't going to do something, I always had to have the alternative. Like, I'm not going, I'm not going back to school. What do you mean? You know, this is why we live and breathe. This is why we work two, three, four, five jobs, right? I was like, but I want to do something with technology, and there's no technology on the campus during that time. There was. And I won't mention the school because, you know, I don't know if we mutually agreed I'd never come back or they asked me never to come back. I don't know who the discussion with was, but I was somewhat deciding I'm going to do what I have to do not to come back. And they made a decision. Yes, she might not need to come back because she about to turn this campus upside down. See, I was in school at the time when you had to protest for everything. All of y'all over there taking them African-American studies classes. I don't know why. But anyway, because they, they ain't no job for them. But anyway, you're, you're able to take African-American studies simply because my generation had to protest to get black studies on a black college campus because black college campus was about, you better learn everything you can about everybody else so you can go exist in society. And we wanted to create our own society, but you can't create your own society unless you know your history. And when I went off to school, the damn history, black history wasn't taught, even though most of the schools were founded and were living history. Can we say that? Living history. Every, every campus in, in the tenure of or the short tenure that I was off at school uh, had a major protest to get studies, certain studies, certain courses, certain classes, all anything African-American. <laughs> because we weren't African-American when I went off to school. It was a new thing. I think, who was it? Jesse Jackson or somebody in whatever committee was trying to come up with what we were going to be called next. Yeah, I'm, I'm that old. I'm that old. I'm today old understanding that I should wake up mad. But I'm that old in the fact that we went from Negro color, black, African-American, Afroism, and all of that was up in the Malcolm X. was like, all, all them Negroes crazy. They need, to be, they need to learn how to be Afrocentric. Who was Malcolm? I still to this day, y'all, I want to know on the day that Malcolm X was assassinated. Because, you know, back then, they didn't have no computer. So that manifesto that he was getting ready to uh, give out, it wasn't but so many copies. Who else had a copy of it? Because clearly nobody picked it up and moved forward. Somebody picked up a copy. Somebody posted a copy online. Used to be able to find it. Can't find it right now uh, online. Used to be able to find everything online. But I'm Google over there on some stuff. Uh, I don't know. I guess the interwebs got to go back and find the original interwebs and pay for whatever subscription they have. And somebody showed me an app yesterday. I was like, dang, it's got everybody's information. Any public information you have disclosed anywhere is available in this app. And all you need to get on the app, I'm told, is a library card. How many of us don't have a library, active, active library card without fines? I can't even raise my hand because the last thing I remember, that lady was talking about, well, you owe, I'm like, how do I owe? It's a free library. How are you charging me for a book? Write it off. I don't know about the book. Lady, I had four kids. I don't know which kid checked that book out. They all grown now. And she was like, yeah, and the fine is, huh? How are you, you, you we not, are we not going to get past this? Y'all, I can only go but so far into the library when I get there. Because I go to the li- library, let me tell y'all, all y'all paying all this crazy um, uh, subscription prices at these co-working spaces, yeah, the library is free. And it's got the best internet Wi-Fi you ever need. I can go over there and load a three-hour YouTube 
in two seconds. I'm just saying it is the best co-working space. And apparently being quiet in the library is not a thing. I sat there the other day and listened to this woman's whole ass conversation. And I'm like, okay, I, I know she woke up mad, but I am determined not to cross up. But she had, she was having some good conversation though. Uh, I'm the library. It's got all the periodicals or all, all how many have you how many of these co-working spaces actually have a library? Got books. Like got got encyclopedias. I mean like periodicals, got the stats, got got the microfish back there, got everything that has been, you know. I know you can go to Google and go to books.google and all that kind of stuff. But it's something about going up in the library, especially one, because I am not bank I am not about bankrupting my community. And right now in Georgia, um, this, somebody just signed off on a budget that is putting all kind of money into these libraries, um, and they are just the best co-working space. I work from home. I podcast from home. I don't know why they don't have a podcast studio, but I, I, the, and the rules aren't all that soundproof because I know I've been kicked out. Like, like, ma'am, you can't live stream in here. It's a library. Y'all got the best data. Can't you sound? Why do you not have a soundproof room in the library? I know enough people. I've elected enough people to ask that question, and which library? And we've got some beautiful libraries in my neighborhood. I am not about driving outside of my neighborhood. There's only one, maybe two communities I know in Georgia that people have everything within the perimeters of their zip code. I want that life. Now, I live in a wonderful zip code. I live in a wonderful city in a wonderful county. They don't want me here, but I'm here. Um, but it, it, it it is one it's one that feeds what it is I wanna what I what it is I wanna do, what it is I wanna be. I drove into another city the other day last night when I went to this uh, Facebook event and I went into this facility. I'm like, man, this is amazing. I you know, it's I, I'm sad that it has to exist because I'm I'm sad that it is under construction because it did not previously exist just across the street from not one, not two, but three major universities. I'm sad that it that somebody was able to pitch this space that this space needed to be developed uh, at one of the most popular addresses in the state across from not one, not two, but three major historically black colleges and universities. I'm mad that this space had to be pitched and developed just uh, two blocks from a billion dollar stadium. Yes, I am mad about that. That means I am motivated and determined um, to discuss it, to meet them where they are. Because I can say, man, there's no reason this building should be, there should be a need for this building in this space. But I'm willing to meet them where they are. I am not going to disrespect the work that is done. I'm sad because the other side of mad and somebody break that down. What is it? How are we going to say sad? Let's write down sad. Sensitive. Okay, let's do sad. Sensitive and uh, sad, sensitive and discussion, sensitive, sensitive about the, about discussing. I'm sensitive about discussing, sad, mad, motivated and determined. We, we Gary Busey in this thing up in here. I ain't going to even try to steal Gary Busey's thing. Gary Busey like to break down words. He's therefore somewhat slightly older than me. I'm going to go ahead and give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh, Gary Gary Busey some credit because I think it's just our generation that because we grew up on Sesame Street. Sesame Street, public television, 
we grew up on things that it was about breaking stuff down. Maybe they did it on Sesame Street. I still, to this day, utter a bunch of Sesame Street stuff. You know, I go to the store. I need a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. I sing that all the way to the grocery store. Because let me, can I tell y'all, I've been in the kitchen for a year. Do you know what you can make with a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter? Okay, you can make some really good stuff. You can make some bread pudding. Uh, you can knock out, let me just tell you, some French toast. Okay, at... Add things, add stuff. And if you don't have the other stuff, if you just got in this storm, y'all, a storm is out there. If you bless somebody with a loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter, they're going to eat for day. Take that bread. Put some cinnamon on there. I'm just saying. Okay, mix in a little drink, the milk. You ain't going to starve. You good. Right? Throw that butter in the pan, toast that bread, or hell, put it in the, in the, on the cement out there if it's hot enough. It's 100 damn degrees. I'm just saying. Okay, so. We started with mad, motivated and determined. I woke up mad. But then I started talking about what happens when we're motivated and determined. There's a breakdown that happens when we try to have the discussion. When we're unwilling to meet a person, um, that means that we are disrespecting what they, we're disrespecting. We get to that point. Don't let you being mad, don't let the M in your mad stand for malice. You, you, got, you, you, you got the intent that you're just going to cause heartbreak. That's what happens. When we look at somebody mad, we think they want to break our heart. Don't you hate walking into a room or having to deal with somebody that's mad? Because you think they're about to break your heart. You try. You don't even want to have the discussion. Y'all been needing to have this discussion, but you know on the other side of that discussion is heartbreak. Sometimes heartbreak has to happen. But I am here each and every day to tell you how to get out of bed. If somebody, I know heartbreak. Let me tell you, I'm a woman of a certain age. I got a patch of gray hair growing right now. Um, I'm like, where is this coming from? Well, I forgot I hadn't colored my hair in a while because you know me. I've always had red hair. I mean, like fire red hair. I'm like, and so my, and my barber assisted. My barber was always sensitive about the discussion. She was taking care. She was making sure the gray wasn't coming. I got two patches. I got four kids. I got a patch for each child. And, and the other child, one of them just moved out. And going through the process of her moving out, I got this patch of gray right here on the right side of my temple. That's hers. And so finally, I think the move is complete. She keeps showing up, though. She's going to show up in a minute here on lunch hour because she works in the neighborhood, but she wanted to live outside the neighborhood and certainly live outside of mama's dwelling. So in the process of her moving, I noticed this patch, and I haven't colored my hair, which I'm about to go in here and put this red back in because apparently nobody can identify me. I'm sitting in this conference is this workshop last night people looking dead at me and don't realize i'm like you looking right at me they're like girl i'm like because one i've changed my hair everybody every day you change your hair yeah change can happen but i, I it's 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 highlight got blonde highlights but the, as you know the blonde highlights will always fire red so i'm going to go and put my color in because this patch of gray about to drive me crazy. It's reminding me how old I really am. And I thought, you know, they said black dog. It might not crack, but damn, it will turn gray. I am not monitoring the conversations. I will check the conversations after. We are right at 46, one minute over the 45. So let's go ahead and get this thing wrapped up, y'all. You Today, I guarantee you, you are one of two things. Here's how you're going to start your list. For those of you that are on the journaling moment with us, on our list today, we're going to have on one side. I want you to put that line right down the middle of your paper. 
And if you need to on your technology, do go get yourself a, a spreadsheet if you must, all right? Or open up or talk to any of those many devices and say, hey, listen, here's the task list to start today. You know you can do that on all your smart. Here's the task list. I want you to identify what's going on in your life today and what's going to keep you from getting out of bed. Maybe you're already out of bed and just want some clarity of your day. I want you to identify what you are mad about. I want you to identify what you are sad about. And I want you to learn how to break that down. If you're mad, that just means that you're motivated. You're motivated and you're determined. And guess what? You can't go no further. You cannot, you cannot go beyond being mad. There is no beyond being mad. You get motivated, you're determined, and you do something, right? But then I want, I want you to think about the things that make you sad. Those are the things that you are sensitive about discussing. You're sensitive about discussing that every time it comes up, it takes you to that place of the heartbreak that you experience. I have got just a matter of days. By the 8th, my mother passed. God rest her soul. Um, and I'm pretty sure she's just as busy as ever. September the 8th. Right? And, I, and, and just day before yesterday, I think it was either yesterday or day before yesterday, I was riding and I realized, probably for the first time in a long time, I had made it. I, re- I looked up and I realized I had driven past a particular point and I didn't feel what I felt. I was like, I looked up, I realized, snapped out of something. I snapped out of a daydream or whatever, driving. And I had reached this point where I was going to cross. I'm always trying to be mindful when I have to cross um, this river in the neighborhood, right? And I was like, whoa, I looked up and I was like, wait, wait. I was trying to prepare myself. Because, you know, it's like it's a weird, weird, I get a real weird feeling when I have to go across this bridge, right? Because you already know Georgia and their bridges, okay? I'm just saying. History, all right? So I, I usually get ready to speed up and get on past that bridge, right? And so I realized I got to the bridge, I had passed the bridge. I was like, wait a minute, if I pass the bridge, that means I passed the nursing home. That means I passed, the, I came, I rode through the old neighborhood, you know. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't feel, I didn't feel, y'all. And then I realized it's nighttime. I went through a whole day and I didn't, I did I, I went through a whole day without being pulled back into the heartbreak. And I, and I thought to myself, is that what healing is? And I started thinking back, did somebody to tell me that? I think somebody told me that, that there would be a day. There would be a day when you realize that the healing was coming because it's a forever thing. Like, I ain't going to wake up a day and, and like, uh, it's all okay. I, I have not seen that happen. I've seen people that have had some experiences 10 years past and they get pulled right back in because I know from having interviewed several therapists that trauma is timeless and you will get pulled back into it when you have those thoughts. But hey, those are just, those are just thoughts, those are feelings. And sometimes we ought to be glad that you, be glad that you feel. Write that down. Because feel means heal, right? Be glad that you, because there are a lot of people walking around here that can't process their feelings and so they just hurt people. You ever heard it? I know you have. Hurt people, hurt people. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, but I don't want to hurt anybody. So I come on here and I say it out loudly. So if you do cross paths, you already know the bags of stuff that I'm carrying. And I will take one and sling you and knock you the hell out with it if you cross me the wrong way. So therefore, I need you to know what is obvious about me, what is logical about me, and how I process stuff so that you know, because I have to engage with a lot of people. Last night, 
at the Facebook event. I'm sitting there, and mind you, I came in, and it had already started because I had to go through this process of, are you going to go? Do you feel like, you know, is the trauma so less today that you can actually get dressed and go? Are you going to go? And then I go through this process of talking myself out of it. Next thing you know, I was sitting in the parking lot. Man, do I really want to go in here? Apparently, while I was sitting in the parking lot trying to decide if I really want to go in, they'd already started. People were giving the speeches. Glad I missed all that. That was divine intervention, that I missed the speakers of the particular you know, buildings and all that kind of stuff. And when I went in there, they were knee deep into the learning. So I got the learning and got the hell on. But anyway, so be, be glad, mad, sad, and glad, y'all. We'll break down glad too. Be glad that you do feel because there's enough people that are walking around here trying not to feel. There are enough people out here not willing to heal the heartbreak that they have caused. Okay, I don't know. Somebody, I'm going to let y'all spend the day trying to break down glad. I don't know. That's too many letters. That's four letters. I don't have four words. I only have three. Mad, motivated, and determined. Sad, sensitive about discussing. I'm sensitive about this. That's going to make me sad. I'm going to be sensitive about discussing it. There's so much in social media that we discuss. And there's so many people emboldened about saying, and, and they're not doing, saying certain things because they get the they hide behind. They don't, nobody's calling them to task. And even if you do call them to task on social media, they can ignore it for a time, but it's still out there. Uh, let me do this. I'm looking at glad. I, 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 I want to say lead and L A L A lead and go lead. And what? Glad, glad, glad. What's glad? Glee. I don't know. Y'all give me something. I mean, we could say gleeful. They're definitely gleeful, right? GL. I don't know. What do we want? Great, grateful, grateful, love. I don't know. Gratefully leading and um, mm, I don't know. Anyway, I'm gl- I'm glad y'all jumped on this podcast. I'm glad y'all continue to uh, support it and allow me to offer out into the universe what it is I am so motivated and determined to do. Uh, I, I did become a blogger because I got mad one day. One simple day, something in our justice system upset me, and I decided, I used to be one of those people that the newspapers would, you know, I was active in my community, so they would call, get a quote, and they would, you know, publish every letter to the editor that I wrote, and all these different things. And so one day I said, you know, this is bigger than a letter to the editor. Cause you know, I need to enter, I need to disrupt this whole process of, of, of the way stories are told. I'm going to start telling my own stories and I start writing the letters to the editor today. Like, Hey, listen, you know, I think we, if you said this, I think we can get it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and publish this myself. And they were like, huh? What? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm going to, no, I'm going to publish this one myself. And I remember I wrote it about the, some things that was going on in the Rodney King situation and how Rodney King situation was uh, sparking some things locally that happened in my community. And I said, well, you know what, you know, and I think I'm, I, I said, you got to be more than mad. Um, you got to act on this. And so I went out and found those Rodney Kings that were in my neighborhood. And I was like, what are we doing for them? And I became a stakeholder. I was a young parent. I'm like, listen, you know, I've got to do more than just find this nice space to raise my family. I want to help other families. I want to make sure that not only my children get to enjoy, because I, let me tell you, I have had a lot of favor 
and being a mother and raising kids, a whole lot of favor. And, but I used to wonder like, why am I the only one? Why do, why do I get to come out of my community? You know, why do my kids get to, I remember my daughter came home. My daughter went to a school. I didn't go to the school, but it was a school right down the street from where we lived. And, but all of my friends, I was back in my old neighborhood and my daughter came home with a, 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 a book, a school book. And I'm getting ready to look through the school book, see what my child's about to learn. And I see one of my, my best friend's names in this book. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's literally what I said. And I immediately, and I won't mention this politician's name because they're in a whole lot of hot water right now. But at that time, they were on the local level, the grassroots level. And I had helped to get them elected. Um, so therefore, I called. Because, you know, back in the day, the politician's phone numbers used to be in the phone book. That's how old this story is. I grabbed the phone book. Or I think I might have called the operator. Operator! Get me, connect me with, that's how old I am. Call the operator and call this person. And they were, I said, I don't mean to disrupt you. No, I'm just having dinner. Okay, but listen, let me tell you what's going on here. Because we had held several campaigns for this person at this particular school because they also went to the school. And I said, girl, I said, uh, I know you're on the school board now. Why was baby girl coming home with a book with y'all's names up in this book? And she was like, no. I was like, yes. She's like, let me, let me fix this. And she's like, what school you want your babies to go to? I want them to go to school. I want them to be able to walk to school through the neighborhood. Because she was going to fix it. She was going to get my babies out of there. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to do this for all the babies. We're going to figure out. We're going to get some books up in here. Now, mind you, apparently for the last couple of years, still trying to get some books up in these schools, y'all. Your babies ain't got no books. I'm just saying. Uh, and, 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 and that doesn't mean that the books have been supplemented with technology. Because some schools have, some schools not. If you if you, your babies weren't sitting home with some books and you didn't read the thing that they said, you must wrap this book and protect this book and all this kind of stuff. I still got a library fine over there. Apparently, my child about to have children. I'm just saying. I'm not paying that fine. We got to figure out again. Okay, I might go pay the fine. They should be done wrote that off by now. I'm like, I don't know what the, I don't know which one of them did it because apparently, you know how you go ask your kids, like, who who checked out the book? And I'm like, they don't know who checked out the book because we all in the same library. I'm like, but really though, seriously, y'all, which one of y'all had this book? Because I mean, y'all grown now and making a whole lot of money. Y'all, somebody need to go pay this library fine. I might need to bring that up at the, because I want to go to the library. I want to go further into the library. I can't go into the research stacks because when I go try to book the time with the card, it keeps telling me I got the fine. So they all out here making all this money. I'm going I'm to go get in this inbox and tell these kids they need to pay this library fine because I'm not paying it. I'm just not. I'm mad. I'm motivated and determined. And none of them, you know how they are. Nobody wants to tell who had the book. It's like, you know who reads this kind of book. Who had the book, y'all? Nobody, nobody wants to say nothing. You know how you used to come home as a mom? Like, who broke this? Who, who did this? Why is the handle torn off the fridge? What were y'all, what were y'all doing? You know, they was climbing up on the fridge, right, trying to see who could jump from the fridge to the sink. Y'all, don't even act like, don't even act like kids don't do this, right? <laughs> you ain't got a kid and they had that hole in the wall and you take somebody's head to figure out, Whose head went through the wall? Cause they, cause you don't decide to throw your brother across the room. Y'all, we sitting there one day. Story time, story time, story time. Now, mind you, in my household, if somebody wanted to watch a particular program, everybody had to watch it. Cause you need to know how this is gonna impact everybody. We sitting there watching TV, innocently enough, you know, because if you're a parent of a bunch of kids, you don't hear them, right? So they just down there playing or whatever, right? And I got this amazing uh, crafted corner of the fish tank and the television. We still don't know what this damn fish. 
I'm telling y'all, four kids. Now, me, my mother said that. I don't know, my mother, my mother was in the tour thing. We sitting there watching television. We all into this TV program. And one's over on the computer. The other one's sitting there just watch, trying to watch her mom and I watch. She knows as hell, Petty Betty. And the other two, the boy, the boy, see, what y'all don't realize is the two youngest, they're always trying to kill each other. Your two youngest are always trying to take each other out because the second youngest is mad they're still not the youngest. So I used to have to keep an eye, I still to this day have to keep an eye on the second youngest because she always trying to take one of them out and I have to warn them all the time. Don't let her do that. Don't let her do it. I still to this day, as grown as they are, I have to tell them, don't let her do that to you. I have to. I'm going to tell y'all story time. So I'm trying to watch the program, but I'm trying to watch her because I know she's going to try to take my son out. Whatever they down there wrestling or whatever, she's going to try to take him out. Lo and behold, whatever they're doing, some kind of way, they hit the TV stand. It's barely, you know the TV stand. It's barely standing there anyway. It's got the TV on it. All of a sudden, the poor fish is flying, y'all. The fish is flying across the room. The TV's coming down. I'm up trying to get the children out the way because I don't want to be the woman on the news. The television fell on the babies, right? I'm trying to move, get this, and stop everything on the TV stand. It's five, six feet tall from falling on them. And they are already trying to figure out, the two that did it, already trying to figure out, like, how not to be in trouble. One of them just outright disappeared. I don't know where the baby was. I don't know where he went. He got the heck on real quick. She's sitting there trying to figure out, like, how to make this all his fault. Meanwhile, everybody else is trying to find the fish because all the water from the fish tank is everywhere. Where is the fish? We got the fish. I'm over there grabbing the temporary tank. Trying to, we can't find the fish nowhere. He might have flipped into the sofa. I don't know where the fish went. Poor fish rested. So he was such a, he was one of those fish that follow you wherever you are in the room. What's the fish, y'all? That can't be but one in the tank and you put a mirror and he blow up. You know, love that fish. I want one. Somebody going to have to buy me. That's, no, put that on the list. I want, that's what I want. My birthday's coming up. I want a new TV stand. I want somebody to go pay that damn library fee. And I want a new fish. These children owe me. They owe me, they owe, they owe me ridiculously. Nobody could find the fish. We never did. Even when we moved, y'all, we couldn't find the fish, the corpse of the fish. I, I, I don't know where the fish went. I don't to this day. All I know is I had water and gravel, everything that was in the poor little fish tank, it was everywhere. I'm telling you. And still to this day, those two were not to say what happened, who hit what, to knock it all down. It came tumbling down. Came tumbling down. But you know, I know, right? Same one who walk around here that don't ever close nothing, that don't ever turn off the light. And let me tell you, one time in the department store, I'm going to tell the story. Petty Betty is three. Petty Betty's number two. Number three, okay? Petty Betty and number three, and parents don't ever do this, let your children go off anywhere in the store. Because they used to always have to warn them about the perverse in the store. So, and I'm always on guard, but I had to stand in this long line. I don't know what, what I was in line for. Hell, it might have been a layaway line. I don't know. I couldn't go. And they was getting on my nerves, but mommy came, mommy, mommy, mommy. I was like, go ahead, just go. Because you know you do that, right? They come back. Patty Betty's walking up to me. Patty Betty is holding her. Patty Betty is, has a nosebleed out of this world. I'm like, Patty, like, what's what's wrong with what happened to my baby? I'm looking at, I'm looking at, they, they now you know that I'm concocted a story, right? 
I'm looking at, I'm looking at number three, like, what happened? Y'all just went around. Y'all barely made it around the corner. She done took Patty Patty. <laughs> Y'all. Patty Betty standing there with the nosebleed. I'm trying to rush her into the bathroom and find out what happened. To this day, Patty Betty protects this girl because, you know, they got that syndrome, that, that sibling syndrome thing going on. Patty Betty was standing there about to lie, refusing to tell on her sister. And I'm looking at her and she got, because, you know, that mean streak, you know, plus she's a Sagittarius, right? Not only that, she's a three. Okay, so... She's standing there, and I know Petty Betty done made her mad because she whatever she wanted to go do, Petty Betty is part me. So Petty Betty probably went around the corner with her. Well, you know, Mommy always said we shouldn't be on the aisle by ourselves. Mommy said we shouldn't go here by ourselves. You know, she probably, Petty Betty turned into Mommy, right, when they went around that corner because, you know, she reckless. She, going, she, she is the mad in the family. She is the most motivated and determined person. And she was mad because she wanted to go do whatever it is she wanted to go do. But she took Petty Betty with her, and Petty Betty turned into mommy with all my warnings. She done turned around and just knocked the hell out of Petty Betty. Y'all, I promise you. I know she did. Because she's standing there. She's five by red. And she mad, really mad now because Petty Betty... Patty Betty nose bleeding, which means Patty Betty going to go tell mommy. But see, Patty Betty don't want don't want no more vengeance. So Patty Betty trying to come and tell me the nose is just bleeding. But I can see, I can see the little menace over here that hit you. I know she had because I know she didn't want you to go with her. I made you go with her because I'm not about to let her little bad behind run around this store by herself. So I can tell because I can see the little vein in her neck. I know the men. Every mommy out there knows your menace child. She's standing there. She don't want to talk no more. She ain't got nothing to say. Patty Betty got to construct this story all by herself. Patty Betty, stop lying. I know she done hit you. Go in there and clean yourself up. I'm not getting out this line. Because I'm not going to stand in this line all day and you come back here with a doggone nosebleed. Got me looking crazy in this store. What I look like as the, as the black woman walking out the store with the child with the nosebleed. Go clean yourself up. And you don't want to tell on your sister, you go careful clean this mess up. This is me, the black woman in the layaway line. I'm just saying, I had no business taking these children to the store with me. But I'm that mommy. You're not going to see me and not see my children. And here I am. Can't even get out of bed today because this is our life, y'all. I swear to you. That little minute, she'll be in a little bit for lunch, y'all. And she's going to she gonna come in the door mad. Are you live? Well, hell, I live here. I'm determined. I, I can be live where I live. But she wants to come in. Y'all know I got a whole kitchen thing. What, you, know I, you know I live stream in the kitchen. I'm live all Wednesday. Why are you wrote? Well, I thought I'd come and get something to eat. Oh, so you want me to stop? Because this is her. You want me to cut off my cameras so you can come in, grab something out of my fridge so you can eat. Right? Because she's always mad. She's always motivated and determined. And we love the fact that she is motivated and determined because she is the best part of us. She is the best part of all of us. But she is funny. Watching them, y'all, and the reason why my children are so funny to me is because I'm an only child. So I particularly, meticulously had them all so that they would be able to live their life having each other. And even if they give each other nosebleeds and all this kind of stuff, they got the best love in the world. Petty Betty is still protective of that little menace to this day because they, they're, they're actually so close in age that I'm even ashamed, not even ashamed, but I don't even want to tell y'all how close they are in age to the point that people thought they were twins. 
all their life people thought they were twins. I was like, uh-uh, they're not twins, honey. Mommy was, mommy was, you know, anyway. Be mad, y'all. Go and enjoy your day. I hope you enjoy story time. It give you, gave you six minutes over. Um, mad and determined, motivated and determined. If somebody is mad, just if, imagine if you meet them where they are. There is nothing more changing in a world than you meet somebody where they are when they are mad. And, and, and it's so disappointing when people are not willing to meet you when you're motivated. When you are motivated and determined, and nobody wants to meet you there. Let me tell you, it is the motivated and determined people who, uh, you just had Labor Day holiday. Everybody celebrated Labor Day. Whether you had to work or not, it is a national holiday. It's a national holiday because somebody was motivated and determined to change our labor laws. Uh, not to mention those that freed the slaves or, you know, those, those who revolted and fought in this country for the, and, and all around the world because slavery happens all around the world and people still to this day are trying to figure out how to reinstitute it. Get mad, get motivated and determined. Let's discuss it. Let's meet and not disrespect it. Let's not have malice. Let's not, let not the M in your mad mean malice. That's the difference. If, you're, if the M in your mad is malice, then you mean nobody, you, your intent is not good. But if the M in your, in your mad is motivated, there's a difference. It means you're not out here trying to cause heartbreak. It means that you are sensitive, that you might go from mad to sad because you are sensitive about discussing what it is that you are motivated and determined. I am sensitive. I'm often sad because I am sensitive to a lot. But I'm also discussing it out loud with you guys because I want, I want, I want a healing to come, and I want us to feel glad. The last words in my word cloud it says, feel glad. As I look at my journal, I have written down exactly what I just said. Mad, motivated, determined, disgust, meet, disrespect, malice, intent, heartbreak, sensitive, sad, healing. And at the end of that, I wrote, feel glad. We're all out here trying to feel a certain way. And there's so much out here that's trying to tell us we ought not have feelings. We ought to have feelings. You ought to have a whole bunch of feelings. And if you have feelings, that means you got a good conscience and some things just make you mad. Go and get mad. Wake up mad. Wake up mad. I am this day old, understanding that to be mad means to be motivated and determined. If you like more of how to get out of bed, you like, why isn't this at 6 a.m. in the morning, girl? I'm sleeping good at 6. I don't know about y'all. I sleep good at 6, honey. Let me tell you. But the person that cannot get out of bed, trying to decide to get out of bed, is right now still in bed and they found this podcast because you like to share it or you know i don't know thank god for algorithms algorithms thank god for related content otherwise you might have never ever found it because sharing it is something not something that uh some of our friends do get mad about that all right uh let's see september september let me give you a couple of couple of dates i told you guys if you are using social media for business uh check out your calendar your area to see if this uh facebook boost is going because even though if, if, even whether or not you want to use facebook as a platform um just understanding a lot of just understanding how digital social media and all this kind of stuff um or the demands of it is working um and and i mean just go it is it doesn't cost anything it's the most amazing um and i think they're doing two days here in atlanta and it's an all-day thing and, and if you want to check it out I, I i 
did a lot of live streaming from last year, so I want to go this year. And I'm, I'm telling you because I have had some amazing results from some of the takeaways that when I come back, like you guys that uh, saw the macaroni and cheese um, video that we did, I mean, that increased our page activity like 5,000%, 5,000%, right? So I want you to go meet me there. Uh, I'll be there day one. And and, uh, and listen, even if it says it's booked, still just show up, I think, because I don't think everybody shows up and then they may, they may open it up. Um, let me see. Also, there are a couple of events I'm going to start rolling on our page that I am participating in. I know I will be a food judge at the Hank Stewart's chocolate event that's coming up. Uh, I have to share that. And I will also, there's the Rice Awards that are coming up in September as well. I think towards the end of September, there were a number of people that were uh, nominated and that voting, I think the voting is happening and, and Shannon will probably check in on that. Uh, let me see other collaborations that we have. We have some other collaborations. Also say the date, September the 27th, September the 27th, the uh, school dry bus, uh, learn school, ask dryer bus will open. Uh, you know that we started a series of social media clinics. I have that information here. So we have we have some local meetups for that. But uh, there is a there was a virtual demand for those of you that have been demanding that we bring some of these things back to the online arena. We will be doing that, um, kicking off that platform. I'm developing it, recording all the content for that. Will happen September the 27th. And so the Ask Dryer Buzz is right now is pointing to our consulting page if you'd like to do some 30-minute consulting maybe to, uh, if you want to rock social media rock a podcast turn your business into a household name all of those are different conversations that we can have today as soon as i hit the stop button and finish this production we can have those conversations today if you like to book some time with me you just simply go to ask dryer buzz ask dryerbuzz.com if you want all of this amazing content Go to dryerbus.com. But if you want to know how did I do this, how did I, how do I, how did I record my podcast live on four platforms, and then I'm going to hit the stop button. I'm going to detach this audio, and then, and I'm going to do that with just a swipe. I'm going to swipe, y'all, and it's going to then syndicate to all the major popular podcast platforms. And then I'm going to be asked, based on the fact that I podcast, I'm going to be asked to come in and collaborate and contribute. Um, um, come and do commentary. People are going to seek my opinion. Last night, guy walked up. Hey, I'd like to have you a part of um, something that he's doing. Um, um, and I'll, I'll, I got to go make that call and finish that. And all of this different stuff. There's a way that that happens. And, and attracting media, uh, attracting influencers to what, to what you're doing. There's a reason something goes viral. It doesn't go viral until an influencer Hits that share button or tweet button or all those kinds of things. And you want to know why aren't these people seeing what you're doing? If you want to know how to get their attention, go to Ask Dryer Buzz. If you don't want to get on the phone with me or in a DM or a live stream, you just want the book, you just want to troll and get the book and run away with it, go over to Amazon.com and you can download a lot of these conversations. I publish them. I publish like in the conversations, they're the frequently asked questions. 
I've taken the frequently asked questions on all of these different topics and just simply giving you the answers. 27 answers to create buzz. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing changing about creating buzz. That's marketing day one and every day. First thing you got to do, you got to say what you do. You got to say how you do it and you got to put a price on it. Sometimes you got to say the price. Listen, for $90, you got to put your price out there, right? You got to put that price up. We're in the world of upfront pricing. There are people ordering stuff right now, and they're ordering based on their budget. You need to know instantly if you're in somebody's budget. There's nothing worse than sitting down with somebody, and they say, oh, I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and then y'all get to the budget, and you don't waste all your time because you will never offer anything they want at that price, right? But they will take up all your time asking all your questions. That's why everybody's out there got these book me pages. Go look at the price, and then let's discuss because you know whether or not uh, you can afford it, okay? But let me just tell you, the books, you can download them, um, and there's audio on YouTube and all the supporting stuff. Check out the Ask Dryer Buzz hashtag. Some of these conversations have been out. We got something we're running on Instagram right now, uh, 30 days of an open house. September is open house month. Uh, we've been the challenge, somebody challenge, you know me, I'm live every day anyway. But on Instagram, I am not live every day, so I'm doing an Instagram open house um, where I'm live on Instagram and I'm talking some of this stuff. But join me for the um, for the real open house, uh, September the 27th, where we will launch the platform that's going to be Ask Dryer Buzz for 2020. That right there was the last sip of water that I have drank because I have talked for an hour and 16 minutes on this podcast, which means if you didn't hear it live, you probably want to listen to it where you can pause it, <laughs> take it in, act on some of the stuff that I said, act on, come back and finish it up. But one thing you're going to do at the end of it and somewhere along the way, you're going to stand up and shout amen. That means what? You just got out of bed, but now I just need you to do this for me. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.